0: Nostalgia episode 216 I'm your host Jacob Rush and I'm joined by my co-host Chris and Josh guys how are you doing today
1: I'm doing pretty well um although I got no sleep last night so hopefully don't fall asleep during this um but uh I was playing our uh game that we're talking about today and uh that really made my day so I'm in a Good. good mood how about you Josh
2: I'm doing all right, believe it or not. I, too, got, like, no sleep last night. Because I was playing a game, I just couldn't sleep. So I stared at the TV for a while. Unfortunately, nothing fun. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. Well, obviously, uh, Ryan is
0: not here because, well, we've replaced Ryan. Uh, He sucks. We said we're done. (laughs) So we have invited our good friend who's trying out for the role of Ryan. Um, Mr. Parker, (laughs) welcome back, my friend. How are you?
3: hey i'm great yeah i'm glad to replace ryan it's yeah it's been a long time coming you know what i like you already you got the job <laughs>
1: you got
0: yeah i mean <laughs> all
3: part
1: of the plan the interview is
0: not even over but i think you are already nailing it so yeah, we get the my point. hair's
3: brown so there's a step up <laughs> you actually have so. hair
0: so that's a plus <laughs> that too <laughs> he's gonna replace me too oh gosh mine's going i know josh you better hold on to that man once it's gone <laughs> You're on the open market. Yeah, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, guys, it's so good to be back. I wasn't on last week, um, but I was listening to most of the episode just today, actually, and it's really good. I wish I could have been on because I had even more to say about it. Um, yeah, the Wii was a interesting time. had a lot of highs for sure and had a lot of, um, I think, lows that really hurt Nintendo. And the years after the hype of the wii uh, which they've recovered from obviously now a switch but um yeah interesting era for nintendo for sure um but we're not talking about the wii today we got a topic that we'll get to in a little bit but i first want to hear what you guys are radical rexing about <laughs> Parker, you're you're back, man. We haven't heard from you in a while. Dude, what is exciting in life for you right now?
3: Um, well, game-wise, that uh, that I've been playing and excited about, Radical Rex and about, uh, my daughter and I beat the first Donkey Kong Country game on the Nintendo Switch, so we played that oh, yeah. together. Uh, awesome. She's five now, so her and I beat that together. And, and then um, I've also since the last time I was on, I was creating that super mega baseball three team. I finished that a while back and <laughs> nice. I've been playing that and I've, I've got all 30 teams in there and, um, running through that. It's a fairly easy game. Maybe I should raise the difficulty cause I've won a few games like 52 to one. So <laughs> nice. And then, um, another game I'm, I'm excited about, uh, is Hyrule warriors age of calamity. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I only played the first one in a kiosk at like a target one when that was coming out okay uh but but the age of calamity I've been playing the demo on the switch and I was playing it with my brother in law and we were running through it and I'm like this is actually really fun it gives me um old nostalgic feelings of uh, Lord of the Rings return mm-hmm. of the king oh, on the yeah, gamecube yeah. Yes. so that's i I love that game Absolutely. and um yeah, a few other games I'm looking forward to is um, I know it's not uh, Nintendo, but Spider-Man Miles Morales on the PS4 and then uh, Hogwarts Legacy. I'm really looking forward to playing that when that comes out. Um, Pikmin 3, I'm probably going to get that for my birthday next week. So yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to that, too. I, I've i only played the first one. So, oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't have a Wii. My my parents and my brothers had one, so I I didn't play Pikmin two or uh, three on the Wii U. And then um, I've also looking forward to another game that I just found out about is the Serious Sam collection is coming to the Switch. That's, What's Serious um, Sam? So Serious Sam is kind of like a Doom Duke Nukem uh, first person shooter where it's, but it's, uh, it's like a sandbox where it's like, there's a building here and there's just a big wide open space. There's, it's very spacious. And, the the third one, my cousin Mason and I were playing that together and they were just, we were just cracking up the whole time. There's, it's a little, it can be a little gory at times, but, but, um, but yeah, for some reason, uh, player one was faster than player two, so when we would sprint to locations, he would like be falling behind, and my oh. cousin would just be like, "Wait, wait for me! <laughs> like, why won't he wait?
0: Don't leave me behind!"
3: <laughs> I yeah, have to check it so,
0: out.
3: Yeah, that, that's coming out pretty soon too, and um, and then uh, my daughters, both my daughters, and I have been playing uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. So, uh, nice. we just took down, um, the um, team rockets leader, and then we went to the yeah, went to uh, Marowak and rested his soul. And then it's kind of where <laughs> that's kind of where we're at.
0: Okay. So, um, I, I, you know, I'm curious because your daughter, your oldest one is five, right?
3: Yeah, she's five years old, just turned five in October. So,
0: so how's her dynamic with games? Yeah, that's right. It's a good time. Well, she, I mean, like, can Pokemon she let's go Pikachu. Is, yeah, she.
3: Um, Donkey Kong Country was a little bit challenging for her. She could do a lot of the earlier levels and a lot of the water levels. She could do. Um, but sometimes on, on those harder ones, I have to kind of take over, but, yeah. um, she does pretty well, especially with, uh, the Pokemon game is super easy for any, any kid to play, um, the two player version, you can play two player on that. Um, she's really good at Kirby. And stuff like Kirby's Adventure for the regular Nintendo, so she's she's good at a lot of platformers and. So she her understands
0: IB. the concept. Like she understands, like yep. you hold this down to run forward, you hold the B to sprint, um, and to jump. She gets that. Uh,
3: the sprinting she doesn't get too well. Uh, every once in a while, I'll have to, um, not have to, but I'll try to be like, oh, if you sprint, you can make that jump easier. But a lot of times she'll just jump and run with or jump and walk without sprinting and <laughs> jumping. Uh, but yeah, we beat a uh, super Mario world together and, uh, yeah. and she's played the original Mario Kart. Cool. So, and then coming up for, I told you that, uh, for Christmas, she's, uh, her and her sister are getting gifts that I would have, or games that came out when I was their age. Yeah. So this coming, um, Christmas is games that came out in 1995, so she'll be getting like Yoshi's Island and I love it. and uh, Donkey Kong Country Two. That's really and cool so that you do that.
0: <laughs> oh so,
3: yeah, so yeah. So and then uh, my son will get in on that when he's a little bit older. So
0: yes, yeah. If you guys sorry for the long. No, that's fine. So Parker. <laughs> Um, He has a really cool way of kind of reliving his own nostalgia through his children and giving them like similar experiences where as they progress in the ages, like he just said, of what he was, he's been giving them. He's got all of his old carts, you know, so he rewraps them and then he gives them them for Christmas. And to them, it's brand new. And this is awesome. You know, I think it's I think it's really cool that you do it that way because it allows them to appreciate it the way we did. You know, like you get these couple games here and that's all you have. You don't have this little Netflix library of like, oh, I'm backing out. I'm going to go play this game now. Like, No, it's here's Donkey Kong Country 2 and, and Mario World. You know, I think that's really awesome that you do that. And I'm probably going to have to follow suit, I think, and do that for my own children. My daughter, I really just want I want so bad to play games with them. Um, Jack, he can't. He's, he's just about to turn two. And the dude still holds the controller upside down every time he touches it. So he just thinks that's the standard way to play it. But he has, like, an actual interest. Like, I see him. He always picks the controller and he wants to see it, and he wants to play, but he doesn't know what to do, um, which is so much more different than my daughter. My daughter never really wanted to play, you know. She just it was there. My son wants to play. He just totally can't because he doesn't know how to yet. But um we gotta get that controller right side up first. Uh well one step at a time. Um and uh but <laughs> my daughter, I really wanna get her into it. She just turned four, so I'm afraid I don't know. Maybe later this year she might start pick up on it. Cause I, I just um as a dad and a Nintendo nerd, I'm just itching to like really like play games like Donkey Kong Country with her and and Mario and stuff like that. So, I love that Parker. I think that's really cool. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's super cool and it's they're getting it in their stockings so they come down for Christmas and it's those are the gifts that are in their stockings and um <laughs> they're they're all excited about it. And I I just want to almost recreate the kind of the emotions and feelings I felt when I was young. Like when I saw Mario sixty four when we moved into the three D and I was like, whoa, look at these graphics! And yes, so I'm I'm kind of want to cre- recreate those kind of same nostalgic feelings for my own kids.
1: That's so, cool. And it gives them like an appreciation for those types of graphics. Whereas if you start them off with like Mario Odyssey right now, if you you know, if you showed them Yoshi's Island after that, they might not be as impressed because it doesn't look as flashy. So it's a good way to kind of like build up from there. So that's a really clever idea. I appreciate that. That's cool.
0: Well, Chris, why don't we hop over to you, man? What are you radical rexing about?
1: Oh, not too much. I, uh I, I mean, this is, um, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I've just been very busy. <laughs> uh, every yeah. day is just insane. But um, some things that I have been excited for are um, like gaming wise, I tried to, ju- I was like, I need to play something this week because it's been like a couple of weeks that I haven't played anything. Mm-hmm. So I put in uh, Mario 3D All Stars and um, started playing Mario 64 a little bit nice. more. And um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I don't really have that much of a history with Mario sixty four. Um, I got my N sixty four way after it came out, okay. and you know that was my first system. Um, so it, it's really interesting to kind of play that game with kind of like a fresh, open mind. Yeah. Whereas you know a lot of other people have nostalgia for it, but sure. it is one of those games where like I can feel the nostalgia for it. Like mm-hmm. it's it it just brings you into it automatically, and yeah. you, you kind of feel like you're ten all over again um so i I think it holds up just fine um the camera controls are a little uh, yes. surprisingly off, but they, um, are. they are like you know i and we've mentioned this before we've all been through it before we know you know we've played games that have bad cameras. it's not that new to me, it's just a, a little more difficult than some of the the more difficult um you know, camera games. But uh, yeah, Mario 64 is awesome. Oh, what is that? <laughs> Jacob's holding up a nice Peaches uh, castle, but I'm not sure what that's from. Is that like a toy?
0: Yeah, it's, is it, it's, it's a an that it toy. My oh, daughter got it for cool. her birthday. That but is cool. It's, it's a place that you can see. You'll probably see them at GameStop and stuff, but it's like a Mario. It's the same replica from Mario 64. Wow. It looks like castle.
1: just like it. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's it's cool.
1: Cool. I never saw it before now Um, when
3: you say 10 you you mean 6 right when super mm -hmm. mario 64 came out you said you were 10
1: oh uh i was probably like
3: 7-ish or something oh but like when
1: i got my n64 I, i was i was 10 and i think that was like 98 yeah so, um, okay. you know, I got like, what did I get? Um, Banjo Kazooie and Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. So it was a little, you know, I just got the stuff that was new at the time and sure. didn't think to go back and play older things and, you know, um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, and I think the levels are great. Uh, I love the music and it's interesting to see all these, um, you know, callbacks to things that I didn't even know were in the game shy guys were in uh mario 64. i thought they were just in like mario advance 2. that was (laughs) my (laughs) reference for them so so that was a nice surprise and just seeing like the pokies and all these other things that i uh that are like referenced in mario sunshine and all the things that i played after that yeah um so yeah it's it's fun it's kind of like it's nice to discover a game that you missed out on and uh you know and similar to uh when I played Super Metroid with uh with Ryan. Mm -hmm. You know, you 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 go back and you understand why people appreciate it. So absolutely. Um so that's um the game that we're gonna be talking about today. I've been playing that lately and (laughs) oh man, I I have a lot to say and yeah, you'll see. But I love this game. And um the last thing, I picked up a lot of games last week because there's some great Black Friday deals going on right now. Great. So uh, I got Mario Maker 2, Zelda Link's Awakening, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Yoshi's Crafted World, and Bioshock for, like, very good prices. So um, wow. very excited for that. Will I have time to play them? No. But <laughs> I need them, and I'm going to play them. they're there. Yeah. <laughs> they are there. Um I wanted to ask you uh Parker uh about the Serious Sam collection. Uh do you know if the GameCube one is on that one because I know there was a Serious Sam on GameCube.
3: Um I don't know if it's I think see it's next I, encounter. Um there's it's first encounter, second encounter and BFE3 are the three games that are on there. Okay. And the I know second encounter is only one player because I also have that one on my uh, on my, oh my Xbox One. Uh, oh, I had it on the Xbox 360, but um, it was it was an original Xbox game, so it probably would have been also on GameCube. Yeah. But um, the the BFE three was the one that was two player that was super fun. So
1: okay, that's that's cool. I love getting games that we never had a chance to play on Nintendo systems before on yeah. the switch, like Bioshock, like Bioshock's an amazing game. And now I can play it not just on a Nintendo system, but portably too. So, um, that's cool about serious Sam. I, that was a game that I always wanted when I was young and just never got around to it. I think it was like 20 bucks when it came out too. It was like a budget game.
3: Who, what was weird is I, when I got it on the 360, I had never heard of it. Or anything like that. I knew yeah. about Doom and Duke Nukem, and, and I was just like, "Well, what is this?" And it was on sale for, I think, for like a dollar twenty nine. I'm like, um, "All oh, right, wow. I'll buy it." Yeah. So, <laughs> so then I got it, and then it turns out to be one of those games that are just like a gem that I, I just really enjoy. And um, the character can be a little like egotistical and stuff like that, but yeah, but I had a lot of fun with it and running around with my cousin. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into
0: that.
1: Thanks. I need, for, I um, need to
0: ask about Bioshock. I know yeah. I'm not a big rated M guy, but I mean, Parker, you've t- you've tried to sell me on that game before and saying it's a really good uh, series. So yeah, I don't sick. know what do you think. Should I should I try to look into it a little bit? I think so. Uh,
3: I think it's a really good game. I loved. Uh, I've only played the first one. Same. Um, um, I have all three of them. But like Chris, I I don't have all the time in the world, but uh, I've had all three of them for a long time. But I've I've only played the first one, and the first one I really enjoyed. It was a very good story. There are there is some kind of gore here and there, but for the most part, it's it's pretty clean. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a first person shooter, and mm-hmm. there's killing in it and stuff like that. But yeah. um, so it's it's not like. Um, I don't know,
0: gutting somebody open or anything something like that. But Yeah. Chopping someone's head off, Resident Evil 4 stuff. No, no.
1: there's none of that. No. There's jump scares though. I'm not a scare like a horror guy. That's not my thing, and I don't like jump scares. So it does have a few of those, but like There there's not too many and um I mean my only the literally the only time I threw my controller was at Bioshock when I played it at my friend's house. Oh my god I literally I screamed and threw the controller and like jumped (laughs) back into bed. Um so there's that, but I mean like it's such a cool story. It looks amazing, it's a very interesting concept and the world is just so unique. So um I think you would you would appreciate
0: it, Jacob. Okay. I'll look into it for sure. I uh you know, I'm, I'm curious because sometimes these older games that come to Switch, like like I got Skyrim. Uh, someone's like, you got to get it. It's coming until you got I got it. I barely played it. I was like, this, I don't know. I felt like in a uh, modern bre- post-Breath of the Wild world, it really, an old Skyrim game really shows its age. And I, yeah. I, and I can see why for the time when it came out, why it was so revolutionary, absolutely. But today I'm just like, it, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, but I'm curious about that. And dude, side note, talk about jump scares. I was playing Five Nights at Freddy. I always <laughs> I always dive in like wow. randomly with that game because I hate horror and I'm still working on the first game. I'm on the third night. And dude, it it got me, got me good. I was I I don't know how. I was checking all my cameras. There was nothing. Nothing. I was like, I'm good. I'm I'm good. There's nothing happening. And then and dude yellow duck is like i think it's a duck uh maybe some or chicken i don't know um it got me it got me good it freaking scared me i jumped and i yelled i was actually at my girlfriend's house and she's like babe calm down i'm like no that was it, it scared me oh my gosh you would you You're not it. selling me on that game. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, it is horrible. Yeah. Don't don't play it. And my son was on my lap too, so I jump scare, and then <laughs> he, I freak him out, so he starts to cry, and <laughs> it was bad, bad situation. So sounds like it.
3: <laughs> I, I haven't I, played it, but I I do have them. They're they're free on Game Pass, so you so should I,
0: check them out. I, I mean,
3: downloaded them, but I I haven't played them yet.
0: If you what want to do scare you, your kids, check them what out.
1: What do you do, though? Like, you look at cameras, and then sometimes a thing will jump out, and it's a Yeah, dark.
0: so you have—basically, you have to survive the night, obviously, five nights at Freddy, and there's five nights. Um, but you are to basically watch your security cameras. Um, but every time you turn on security camera mode, your power goes down. You have 100% at the starting of the night, and it slowly drains. And every time if uh, you watch them— And they move from room to room, and you hear little sounds. Um, And it's really creepy because, like, you'll be watching a room, and there's nothing there. And then you switch cameras to kind of look around, and you come back to the room, and all of a sudden there's a freaking, like, animatronic robot looking at you in the face. And it's getting (laughs) closer to you, and you got to follow it. And uh, once they get, like, right outside your door, you got to slam the door shut. And when you slam, when you close the doors, it really drains your power to your room to keep you safe. Like, you're, like, double moving here. So, um, and you just have to, and then you have to turn on your camera to see the the security cameras, which drains even more. So, it's, like, three times as fast draining your energy um, to make sure when they're gone. Because when they're gone, you got to open everything back up so you don't run it. Because once you run out of power, then there's, you're just hoping that they don't show up, and if you're not anywhere close to the end of the night, you're basically dead. You know, so um, I actually am intrigued by it because you talk about good story, like the the lore. There's a deep lore to like these creatures, and it's oh, really, it's really fascinating. <laughs> it's really fascinating. So right. that that's what it gets me is I like a good, interesting story. And I absolutely hate horror, so I don't normally watch them. But if I get attached to the story, then I kind of want to see how things play out. So, um, like, I don't know if you've ever seen The Haunting of the Hill or whatever on Netflix. Don't. It's terrible and it's really bad. <laughs> um, and I was going to. <laughs> I had to. I got hooked on the sequel called, like, Haunting of Bly, Bly House or something. Blind Manor and it you know I saw stuff that really freaked with my mind for nights on end and I shouldn't have watched it um but it was because the story was so intriguing and I want to see how it played out and I started to watch the first one and I, I forced myself to stop I'm like I can't this is messing with my mind when I watch crap like that my mind goes places I start thinking about my loved ones dying or whatever and so it's don't. Just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. That's so why I stopped. I quit. <laughs> okay, I, I quit Cold turkey. I stopped. <laughs> After the movie The Ring came out, is when I swore off horror movies. I mm-hmm. when so, <laughs> when someone started to crawl through my TV, that I'm afraid of white noise from forever because you no,
1: know, that was in the trailer. Like
0: that was that was oh. kind of like a warning to not watch that movie. <laughs> I was a kid when that movie came out, man. All right. My dad <laughs> and sister were all about horror. Nah, not for me. I'll I'll stick same. to my baby games. Thank you very much. Same, same. <laughs> well, anyway, sign up. Jumping over to Josh. We, we are, I am a talker. This is what happens when I host. Uh, Josh, the man who is not like us and has all the time in the world to play five games at once every single week. Don't deny it, Josh. We see it all over social media. How are you?
2: Yeah, I just post a lot. I'm just fine. I am... Um, from the gaming perspective, since I am still working from home, um, which I'm okay with, even though I, you know I don't love my job, but there there is that. Um, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla when I get the chance. Nice. Um, I've been looking forward to that one like all year. Um, so I got it on my Xbox One, and I, I don't really care what everybody says about you know frame rate issues or whatever else. I think it runs perfectly fine, looks great, plays great. I can't play it when the kids awake. Um, of course, she's only six, so. Um, It's either when she's like in bed or if I'm home and she's at school or something still, then, you know. But, uh, you know, other than having to really split my time up with it, it's been really cool. Um, Now, outside of that, something else kind of cool I got today just a little while ago was a little um, Game & Watch, the Mario Game & Watch. Um, It finally showed up. I've been waiting for that to get delivered. It got delivered to the wrong house. Long story short, Mm -hmm. but somebody brought it to me. But yeah, it's it's got a lot of character to it. It's you know kind of simplistic in a lot of ways, but the D pad feels awesome. I don't know how to explain it without really just you know, you actually trying it. But mm-hmm. um yeah, for for just having like three little games on it, it's actually really cool. Um and uh I'm forgetting one. Hmm. Well, it escapes me, but yeah. yeah that's that's mostly been it i mean like i said there's not a whole lot else going on at the moment oh i did finish mario uh galaxy i saw that again yeah <laughs> the
0: fan I mean, has time to play games
2: uh-huh. yeah i've I got 120 and 64 sunshine and galaxy on the collection <laughs> version of it oh, took me two months i've I've done it all before it's just been a while yeah, yeah I'm need to
1: go to... on parker
3: oh i uh, i also got 120 in mario 64 and sun or not sunshine but uh galaxy mm-hmm. it was my first time ever playing galaxy so i i beat that all the way i i got all the star or the, all the shines and sunshine except for the um all the blue coins i got i think yeah. three levels done but i'm just like i'm done I've done this before, so I'm, I'm not uh, collecting yeah. all these blue coins the again. Blue
2: coins, the blue coins are so, awful, and really in that game, there's just not much payoff at all for getting right. all 120 anyway. There's like a different, uh, I don't even know if I'd call it a scene, almost like a different picture at the very end of the credits, and that's really it. That's so,
3: Come on, I just didn't like that there wasn't a, a great guide within the game of nah. you know there's this many blue coins and you have to be on this level to get mm-hmm. those blue coins and i'm just mm-hmm. like i don't feel like following a guide to find them all again so
0: no yeah they yeah. that's yeah. something they should have fixed with this collection and then it didn't even do it so yeah yeah lame
1: well josh i'm gonna have to ask you for some advice because i have always had just one star left <laughs> and you too, Parker, I've only had, I've always had uh, 119 stars. I can never get huh. that level in galaxy where like you have to, I think it's like you get all the purple coins and all the platforms oh. disappear or whatever, if you know what I mean. And if I'm remembering oh. correctly, but that that's so hard. I've tried that so many times and I just can't come up with like the best way to do it. So, uh, I might need you to, like, play for me if there's like handoff huh. mode or something. I hope <laughs> there is. The, there the is giant 8-bit mode. Luigi? That the Pun- yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think that's,
1: that's it. Yeah.
3: You actually you just, don't have to get all the purple uh, coins. So don't, like, try to be like, I need to get all in this area. You can just... Oh. I kind of just followed around the outside of the left. And I, I did go back and forth, but I made sure to leave myself a path. Because after you collect them all, you got to get back to your original start point. Mm. So... So I kind of just followed around the outside and once I figured out I didn't have to get every single one, I was like, oh, okay. well, this is a lot easier. So, yeah,
2: yeah. don't screw yourself later. Leave yourself some sort of path to get back. Yeah, right. Don't jump on a platform unless you need it. Yeah, Yeah,
3: I've
1: had so many. I've had so many moments of just like being on the last platform, like, "Ah, I guess I'm going to (laughs) just fall into (laughs) the space. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Bummer. Well, yeah. night got a new idea. Try that. Yep. Yep. Thanks for the tip. Appreciate that. Anything else, Josh?
2: No, that's all. I had something else, but it escapes me. So we'll just okay. leave it at that.
0: Well, we'll <laughs> save it for next week. Yeah. Yep. For <laughs> for myself, I'll go real quick. Um, I it was my uh, girlfriend's birthday uh, on yesterday, so I took um, first time I've taken a day off from my newest job and. Uh, She took it off too. We just spent the day together and she actually had to take part of the day and go um, with her mom to go do some stuff for her birthday. And she just let me chill at her apartment, which was cool. So I actually, she, in her bedroom, she has like a big, like 65 inch plasma TV. So she let me hang out there and I have my, I have two docks. So I just brought my, I hooked my second dock, and I actually just leave it at her apartment because I'm over there a lot. Um, and I just played my switch and hung out in her bed, so it was fun because I was just playing. I finally really got to dive into Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and I—I um, I mean, I played for like maybe two or three hours, and really good. I'm really enjoying that game. It really is way better than the first. I mean, I can't even—I can't even like explain how much better it is, but it, it really is. It's like jumping from. Metroid 1 to Super Metroid, and just seeing the updates and the upgrades and what they did to the game. And it is a beautiful game, and it sounds beautiful um, and really inspiring. So um, that's really all I'm Radical Rexing about. Uh, it's was, it was fun playing that game. So, But, guys, that's enough of Radical Rexing. We've got a lot still to talk about. We're half hour into this show. Let's fill the, the last half hour up here with some Donkey Kong Country Returns. get released for nintendo
3: wii uh came out in america uh, november 21st
0: 2010 oh my gosh wow <laughs> and just right a, before
3: and, i turned 20
0: yeah just a few days and it's 10 years old can you believe Crazy. that guys yeah because i remember getting it i got it for christmas that year um my goodness wow um Well, I mean, Parker, why don't you take us back? What was your what's your original nostalgic memories for this game?
3: So um, I didn't have a Wii, uh, but my brother, who is three years older than me, had a Wii and um, he had this game. So this was the first time playing with it was uh, playing it with him. And this is the same brother from DK three that always tried to kill me and stuff <laughs> yeah, during the yeah. game, even though we were on the same team. So uh yeah, so I had a lot of fun playing that and um after a while he kinda got bored of it and now I, I asked if I could just borrow his Wii and the game and I ended up beating the rest of it all by myself. Um, even though I, I would have much rather enjoyed playing with somebody else. Cause I, I really like playing co-op play and, uh, playing, um, it, it's kind of the thing that I always wanted in Donkey Kong country. I wanted us playing at the same time. And when I, when I found out about, you know, returns, I'm like, we're playing at the same time. This is awesome. And, um, yeah, so you can be different characters and they have different moves And, you know, that's kind of, you know, uh, motion controls and stuff like that. There's, you could crouch down and blow, or you could roll, you could pound, um, you can grab like, uh, walls now. I know you could always grab vines and stuff, but they have grass walls that you can grab. And, Mm -hmm. um, I played it with, uh, the motion controls with the, uh nunchuck analog and the, um, controller. So that's the way I played. Um, it wasn't it wasn't exactly everything that I wanted. I I wish the world would have gone back to how it was in Donkey Kong Country Three, because that was my ideal, what I really liked, where it felt like it was a living, breathing world that you can just kind of wander around and you know, this was more fixed and it was like it's its own islands and stuff like that, and that's just it, it wasn't as Is magical to me. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I I love the game though. I thought it was very fun. I I just got Tropical Freeze. um, Yeah, you did. Was that last year, earlier this year, or earlier this year? Like that. So, yeah, so I I beat I beat that, and I really like that too. So
0: yeah, you said you kind of grew an appreciation for Tropical Freeze more as it went on, right?
3: Yeah. yeah, it's, I, I felt like I ran through it too quickly, tropical freeze, but, but yeah, it was, as time grew on after I'd already beaten it and after it was, I was just sitting with it, I was kind of looking back on it and I was like, oh, you know, actually I, I'm I am liking it a lot more now that it's like looking back on it. So yeah. So yeah. It's really good.
0: It is. Well, why don't we go the other way around uh, this time, and Josh, why don't you tell us your original nostalgic memories for this game?
2: Alright, so it's kind of funny talking about nostalgic memories with this one. I did, just thinking back that it's already 10 years old is hard to believe um, because that original trilogy is where a lot of my like core nostalgia lies, so to speak. Um, so yeah, with Returns, um, that was definitely something I was really excited about. Um, the original trilogy, a lot of it Originally, my dad and I had played through um, back in the n- mid '90s when you know when each of them came out. So we were really looking forward to that, and I, I remember going over to his house and stuff, playing through some of returns. So that was exciting. Um, yeah, that was that was definitely something I didn't see coming with the whole uh, one with Rare just being gone. You know, with Microsoft and not being the same, regardless. Um, but I, I never thought it would just return with the same name. You know, and and at least a similar feel and idea, concept, you know, platformer and all of that sort of thing. Um, But this time by Retro, which I I think they've done a pretty fine job with the two they've made. I I wish they would get to a third one, honestly. I'd be perfectly fine with them continuing with it. Um, Yeah, without going too far into my thoughts already. Yeah, that's that's sort of my nostalgia for it. Um, I definitely remember being excited to see it come back.
0: Chris?
1: Um. So, I never played any of the original Donkey Kong Country games uh, except for the first one recently. So, you know, as I mentioned before, the Super Nintendo, or what am I saying? This Nintendo sixty four was my first console ever. So, I just never had an opportunity to play the Super Nintendo games. And uh, my first real game that was like my game that i looked forward to and like was so hyped for was donkey kong 64 and that got me into gaming period and um i just was obsessed with that game me and my best friend we played that constantly for like years literally years
0: awesome
1: and uh just love that game and so You know, we didn't really get a true sequel to that, and, you know, we Mm -hmm. still haven't, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But along the way, I was able to appreciate Donkey Kong games for what they were and how unique they were. So I loved, like, really loved uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat for GameCube. I love that game, um, even though there's probably never going to be another one like that. Uh, I loved the Game Boy Advance game, King of Swing, and its sequel, Jungle Climber. I thought they were very unique and fun um and you know i just always wanted to experience those originals those super nintendo originals and this was a really great way for me to be able to kind of experience those because it's kind of like um i don't know like the best of those games but kind of like a reimagining in a way and uh so i i just i was looking forward to that game so much when it was announced uh, like when the E3 trailer came out, it just, it looked amazing. And I, I just loved the style. I love that retro was making it. Um, the music sounded awesome. So uh, when I think of the Wii, I think of Donkey Kong Country Returns for some reason. I just, I was so hyped for that game and uh, I still love it very, very much to this day.
0: Very cool. Well, um, yeah, that's good, man. Uh, you know, I... People might think that find my relationship with this game a little bit uh, a little different. I mean, um, because I'm such a Donkey Kong uh, geek, I'm a fanatic. Um, I have a lot of nostalgia for Donkey Kong Country, but I'm not. I'm not like Josh, and I'm not like um, what you would think, because um, I didn't own a Super Nintendo, and my memories with Donkey Kong Country. Um, we're always every time I was with Traven, my best buddy Traven, growing up from since preschool days and going to his house, and that would be my only exposure to mainly Donkey Kong Country one and two. Um, he didn't have the third one. Um, so what at this time I wasn't a nerd about it. I didn't realize how much of a nerd I was for Donkey Kong Country until basically within the last five years. Um kind of cause I really had a job where I started when we started this podcast, I was into a lot of different podcasts and I really um, became known of the, from the conversation. If you guys have ever listened over there, it's not a family friendly podcast, but they do cover basically all rare related stuff. And it, it, it woke, it awoke my inner Kong and it made me realize how much I love, donkey kong and um how much because like so many of my memories to stem back i always sided with donkey kong and like in mario kart um any mario party game any sports game um i did it uh um oh and smash bros the original smash bros i went to donkey kong like I didn't realize how much I really loved Donkey Kong until I started listening to this podcast, and I realized it all stemmed back to my nostalgic memories for the first two games with Traven. So when this game came out, um, I wasn't like I wasn't like Josh, like "Oh my gosh," or Chris, "This is back! This is crazy! This is insane!" I had Donkey Kong sixty four too, by the way, but um, when I, and I absolutely loved it up and down. But I was um, really excited because i'm like yeah oh man i haven't played a donkey kong country game in a long time so this was going to be my first like own country game and i thought that was really cool and i remember getting it for christmas and weird circumstances uh, i remember it so vividly because i got it for the christmas of 2010 and um Ironically, my ex-girlfriend at the time, who is now my ex-wife, we had just broken up like months before. So I was like in a depressed state and uh, didn't know what was going to happen. And this game helped me get through a depressing time. Um, I got it. And then we ended up getting back together like right after. And then we got married. And, um, you know, the rest is uh, history now. They say uh, happy endings are just stories that never end. Just to be a Debbie Downer here. Just kidding. Um, but uh, it's just uh, weird how like 10 years later we're talking about it and uh, i am kind of been in the same boat with that person. But um, yeah, so it was uh, it was really exciting to get the game. I remember uh, we beating the game with my niece, Melanie, who's now a freaking junior in high school at the time. She was just a little elementary student kid and I remember her coming over and – we beat the final boss together, and it was just a fun time. I remember her her, and I hanging out. We're really close, so we still are. Um, but with that said, I think that's a prime way to let's transition into the game itself. Um, talking about the game, one thing I noticed, and at, I did not understand, I kept asking myself... Whoop. Where are the alligator guys? Like, where are the Kremlings? When are they going to show up? I kept looking for them. I was waiting for them, and I noticed they weren't in the game. You got to realize, Donkey Kong Country Returns actually, for me personally, was one of the first games to get me back into gaming, because I had basically gone on a hiatus through high school. I only played games here or there. I was not following the scene. I... Like, I missed the whole E3 with the Wii music. I, I didn't even see an E3 for Donkey Kong Country Returns. I was out of gaming, guys. I was all about girls in my pop-punk Christian band and, and finishing high school. And I was playing shows on the weekends. Really did not play many games. Um, so – and it was that and football and – you know that was my life so um i was i done with high school i was an adult and i needed something to fill that stop gap of um football and and while i was getting there and i started to get back into gaming and um yeah it, i didn't know what was happening i didn't know i didn't realize like you know this is made by I guess I didn't really, didn't really correlate that Rare always made all the games, and this was the first one outside of Rare in the country series. Um, but yeah, that was a big thing to me. I was like, "Where are the Kremlings? And that was a bit uh, to this day. It, I think, it's a shame that they were never even in that or in the sequel, um, and uh, that bothered me. Um, outside of that, I mean, the game's really fun to play, and the. Levels are very unique. Um, what do you guys think? Did was the lack of Kremlings bothering you guys? I'm sure I know it bothered Josh for sure. Chris probably not. Yeah, because you didn't really play them. Um, but Parker, maybe you. What do you guys think?
3: I uh, I was not a fan of the um, kind of jungle beat characters, <laughs> just because they were like instruments and stuff like that. Um, I I prefer. Actually, I don't know why, but I'm like, I prefer actual animals to be facing against. And and I'm like, well, this is kind of silly. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely miss the Kremlings. I thought they were very cool, very unique um, from 1, 2, and 3 that I loved. Oh, and also um, 64, which I also really liked, uh, Donkey Kong 64. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm i right with you, Jacob, that I, I definitely... Missed the Kremlins, and uh, it was one thing that kind of turned me off of that game was the was the bad guys in the game. And I actually enjoyed when we faced an actual animal, and I was like, oh, okay, well, at least one of the bosses is an animal. But, um, but yeah, so, so so that was one thing. And that was another thing I, I liked about Tropical Freeze is they basically brought back animal enemies, so...
2: I'll say with, um, it, you know, you were mentioning kind of like me with uh, having nostalgia for the first, well, the beginning of the series. I definitely missed their Kremlins. I was okay with seeing a different bad guy for a little while. Um, I think it hit me a little more when Tropical Freeze rolled around. It was kind of annoying that they didn't just bring K. Rool and the crew back. The crew back. But, I mean, it wasn't that huge of a deal. It was, I, the Tikis are kind of cool anyhow, but... It was a, They were a little bit of a weird replacement for, you know, crocodiles. Um, it seemed a little more menacing. Now, I think my biggest problem with the game was, I guess that was part of it, but goes a little bit beyond that with the characters. Like, with, with even Donkey Kong Country 1, um, you know, you had Cranky at his house. You had Candy. You had Funky Kong. You know, they were all non-playable, but they were all there. Uh, K. Rool and all of them, all iconic. And, like, you know, you, you saw multiple times in the series from there. And this one, it felt like it was trying to harken back to that original one. Really, so it went a little bit beyond the the Kremlin's miss, and it was more like just all of the characters from the past games. Like with the original DKC, you had Candy and Funky, and all of that sort of thing. Just a little more character of the, uh, the animal buddies, like multiple ones there. They had Ramby, which this did have Ramby, um, and Guard. That and, was it. Uh, yeah, Basically. and Squawks was in this, but he was like reduced to an item to find puzzle pieces things like that I kind of missed and it just seemed like it was trying to harken so hard back to the original um with the locations even the factory the forest um the caves things like that that it sort of limited itself there wasn't a whole lot of there wasn't as many new locations locations and such as there could have been like with two and three from coming from one um it, it didn't stand out as sharp as I feel like they all did separate from each other. um, If that sort of makes sense. That was the only thing I guess that kind of bothered me as like a long time fan is it, it was almost like new super Mario brothers, how it, it almost felt like a step backwards, if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, that's just sort of my initial thoughts on that side of it. I, I very much would like to see the Kremlins come back.
1: Yeah, um, I I don't totally disagree with your reasonings, everyone's reasonings for being disappointed that the Kremlin, Kremlings aren't there. But, you know, I played Donkey Kong 64. The Kremlings aren't that. So I am pretty familiar and have some nostalgia for them. But I actually really appreciated that they did – something completely different and added these characters i think that for this game they were more focused on gameplay and when you think about gameplay the kremlings don't really offer too much in in like their character design whereas with these new like tiki characters they have all these interesting unique um you know forms of variety to to them and they they, have, they offer all these different potential. Uh, they have all this different potential for, like, gameplay um, because of that. Um, so I, I think it was they just wanted to make the game a little bit more, I don't know, better from a gameplay perspective. And by having these new characters, they would allow for that. But I, I kind of feel like it's it's a game that runs parallel to the original games. Like I feel like the originals with the Kremlings are their own thing. And then these new, you know, returns and tropical freeze, they're kind of their own thing too. like, without the Kremlings, I feel like putting the Kremlings in these new games just would be odd, like with the the style that they have chosen. So I, I can appreciate both types of games, um, in their own unique ways. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, as I, I will probably mention 900 times, I love this game. I love the characters. I think um, what they brought into this game, what they offered and introduced into this game are, are very interesting. I don't think many of them came back in Tropical Freeze, but um, it was a fun one-off for some of them. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I like the characters personally.
0: Honestly, I really feel like the Tiki tribe was very weak. I didn't really care for them. I didn't care for the the final boss was fine, um, but I really did not care that much for them, honestly. uh, Tropical Freeze didn't have the Kremlings in it, and I thought they were just much better thought-out bosses, different personalities. Um, I really liked the villains in the sequel a lot better. Um, but I do disagree. I mean, I feel like taking out the Kremlings is like saying we're just not going to put Bowser in the next two games and the Koopa Troopas, and it's just going to be all different villains. Um, because I mean, they've
1: done that with Zelda, though. They've, they haven't they have had Ganondorf for some of the, the Zelda games.
0: I guess so, but...
1: It's not like they're
0: the most beloved games, <laughs> the ones that don't have Ganondorf, but they have right. done that. Right, I. I can remember, I really feel like Majora's Mask is probably the only one that oh, no. is like a, no, 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 there's more. I'm saying to okay. me, there's like more than just Majora's Mask that really like, like it didn't bother me. As a matter of fact, I told you guys before that Majora's was my first Zelda game. So I actually didn't know that there was a Ganondorf for many years. I always, me too. I've always bothered when I don't see Majora. Like I would love to see a sequel with him in it since that was my first. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, well, let's talk about the gameplay. Obviously, one thing that Miyamoto did was he reinforced he really wanted motion in this game, and they had to work a way around that. And um, you could I remember you could shake the Wii Remote up and down, which would you you would roll, and it was a it was a pretty impressive roll. I mean, it was a powerful roll, and you could make some long distance jumps by doing that. Um, and you could bend down, and you could blow into the into the Wii Remote, and then Donkey Kong would blow on dandelions or something or fire or whatever. Um, What do you guys think about the uniqueness of the Wii remote? I mean, Josh is over here saying like, Oh boy, here we
2: go. I can see him. Uh, You didn't like it, Josh. Well, like, I I, hmm. I very much respect Miyamoto. (laughs) Trust me. But this is one of those times I kind of feel like I I wish he wouldn't have like used his power (laughs) to make them feel pressured to add something into the game. That didn't really necessarily need to be there. I I, I think at first, at least when I first played it, I don't remember like it sticking out real bad. Like I remember the motion like having to shake to, to roll, not really bothering me all that much. I think it more feels weird going back to it. I don't think it holds up as well. Now, granted, you can use like the Wii Classic Controller or whatever it was called. And that's not so much of a problem, but especially like the blow mechanic, I don't quite get where that came from. It's not even in Tropical Freeze. They got rid of it, but it just you have to come to a complete stop, hold down. And then like in in this game's instance, you have to shake the remote after that to occasionally get like one banana out of a flower or sometimes a puzzle piece or something bigger. Mm-hmm. But that just felt really like it, it just stopped the momentum. And I, it wasn't like a Donkey Kong thing to do, <laughs> you know. Right, That's just it, my thought on it.
0: I feel like it added to the game and the gameplay. Like it wasn't to me like it wasn't necessary. Necessary, but I felt like it was a a cool little thing you could do. Like I didn't yeah,
3: mind it. Donkey Kong just wanted to stop and blow some dandelions and stuff. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, you know. And, and there's a lot of dandelions. In, can't blow oh. them. Oh. I'm overstating it. Maybe like, I don't absolutely hate it. I I just, I guess to play the other side of the fence, it just, that was one of the weird things that stuck out. I I, I don't want to sound like I dislike this game because I very much like it. It's out of the five country games. It's probably at the bottom. It it Mm -hmm. fights for that fifth or fourth slot somewhere. And they're probably fifth, but that doesn't mean I don't like it. There's just, there's definitely reasons. It's as low as it is on that list.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) i i don't know i like the controls um you know maybe it's because i am not that familiar with the the previous ones but Mm. i just i really appreciated that this is like a different type of platformer from the ones that i'm used to like yoshi has kind of its own feel mario has his own feel kirby has his own feel and so donkey kong also has his own feel and you know you can feel his weight with these controls and It's kind of something that you have to factor into when you're playing the game because, you know, he's so big that, like, when you jump, he kind of takes that, like, extra step. So you have to, you know, uh, take that into account when you're making your your jumps and stuff. Um, I thought the blowing thing was very random, but... I mean, the reason why we love Nintendo so much is because they just include random weird things like that. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's just so dumb. I just can't help but love it. But it is very odd. It is very out of place. But they did have some pretty cool ways of incorporating it into the gameplay. Like, if you just like, you know, sometimes you just get so obsessed with the the jumping and the platforming that you don't really take a moment to appreciate your surroundings. And so many times we'll kind of like overlook these dandelions or these like uh, these flying things. And so when you do notice them, you're just like, oh, wait, let me I can blow on this and then maybe you'll get a coin or something. So I just thought it was like a unique way to mix it up. And it's not like it was really that required. But, um, you know, I, I really did like the, um, shaking the Wii remote and nunchuck to like ground pound. Um, it's really silly and not necessary, but it's just one of those things where it kind of like, you feel like you're an extension of, uh, you know, Donkey Kong's arms or whatever. Like you're, it's a little more, I don't know, uh, immersive. I think the word is so. Uh, well, I didn't really miss it that much in Tropical Freeze. I just thought it was a, a pretty clever idea, you know, considering the controller that we were given. But um, yeah, I don't. Um, it's I I appreciated that it's a very different feeling uh, type of platformer. So yeah.
0: Parker.
3: Yeah, um, I I agree mostly with Josh, that um, it's it's hard. I think it's harder to come back to. I I remember playing it for the first time, and I I had no problem with it because I I remember just like oh this is kind of different. Uh, I enjoyed kind of the shaking for rolling, but I'm I am a very controller guy. I'm not a motion control person for controls on a especially my platformers. Um, most of the Wii games I did buy were all ones that you could turn the controller sideways and. That's how I played the game, but uh but yeah the the crouching down and shaking the controllers to blow i I had no problem with that. I thought it was a a cool little addition every once in a while it would be a it would be a puzzle piece, so um most of the time it was like Chris said or Josh said that uh it was one banana or a or a coin. It was like, oh okay, I'm glad I <laughs> spent the time to do that, but uh, but yeah, the. And then the pounding, I thought the pounding on the ground for the, the drums to like open up the next, I thought that was kind of cool. And so I didn't have too much of a problem with it, but when I did try to go back to it, I was struggling to like make the jumps like that. And I, it could have been user error or I was like, well, maybe it's these Wii controllers don't work too well anymore. Or it's, I'm playing on a, you know, a newer smart TV and I'm playing on the original Wii console. That's not HDMI. So, so maybe it's that, I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but, but yeah, that's my thoughts on the control.
1: One thing I'd like to add actually, is that with this type of game, uh, it, it's, for me, it, it also kind of felt like it was like a rhythm game in a way where the platforming is just so precise and demands that you be like, that you like really learn the level to, you know, kind of complete it the way that they intended it to and so once you get the hang of things it becomes kind of like a rhythm game like there is a rhythm to the the types of obstacles that you face so that was kind of fun like once you get into the swing of things it just kind of you just go into this type of flow with each level but
2: swing of things
1: yeah Yeah. no pun intended And also, I actually totally forgot about this, too. I don't remember Tropical Freeze too much because I got it when it came out, but um, they incorporated depth into the stages. So there's like foreground, background and beyond that. And uh, I just thought that was a really clever type of thing. Um, You know, they uh, they kind of played with that with the. Uh, the Smash Brothers stage and Smash Brothers for Wii U and uh, I guess it wasn't popular enough for them to bring it back to Ultimate but um, it was a clever idea, a nice way to mix things up for a 2D platformer
0: Um, Yeah, I uh, (laughs) I agree with all that, I mean I think that I prefer it without the motion controls but I'm not going to sit here and say that it ruined my experience, I thought they were fine I enjoyed it, and once you, just like with anything, once you get into a rhythm of it, you really start to uh, to get going with it. Um, let's talk about this. I want to dip into the deep, deep story of the of the game. You know, so it's very deep. I mean, it's better than Breath of the Wild. Let's be honest; that story was really <laughs> had some holes in it there. But I mean, you start off in DK's hut, just like the good old days on the Super Nintendo, and there's a Tiki guy and he's like, it's kind of, it's pretty funny. Actually. He's like, they're hypnotizing all the animals and they're all coming to become their slaves spoilers. And, um, they go and they steal Donkey Kong's banana hoard. His, all of his bananas that he has stashed up, they steal. Them. And they, DK sees this and they try to hypnotize. One of them tries to hypnotize DK. And it's funny. Cause DK just looks at him blankly in the face, basically kind of indicating like he's dumb. Like he, he's so dumb. You can't even hypnotize him. <laughs> and he just punches him in the face and knocks the dude out of his hut. He goes after his bananas. I thought it was pretty humorous. Um, and that's as deep as it gets You go back and get Donkey Kong's bananas back. Just like the first game, the, the horde was stolen by King K rule and he got mad. So he went to go find his bananas. Um, I thought it was really cool to add in the element of like collecting puzzle pieces. That was new. They did not have that in the old games. Um, It definitely added a lot more, um, I don't know, be brave and test the waters type of thing. Um, New challenge. Yeah. yeah. So I enjoyed that a lot along with the the traditional Kong letters. Um, And uh, what else? I mean the story again that's as deep as it gets but um the i really liked um the 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 music even though the interesting thing here this was not there was no really new composer to it i mean they just had one of their japanese composers basically remix a bunch of old donkey kong uh country um Tunes and um so you still had the feelings of the old games. Um but nothing was original or or redone really for that matter. Whereas they that was one thing Retro um took to heart for the sequel. They got David Wise back and David Wise redid a bunch of stuff and made new tracks for the game that was original for Tropical Freeze, the sequel. Um but, I mean, the music wasn't bad. It was good. Oh, well, they added the Rocket levels, too. That was new to Donkey mm-hmm. Kong, and that yeah, was cool. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of different types of levels,
1: too. They also have the Shadow levels where, yeah, you, you know. Yeah, the silhouette. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And those are really cool. They had, like, throwbacks to uh, the Game & Watch and the original Donkey Kong uh, construction site level. So I thought that was a very clever implementation of that. Um, if I could speak to uh, the story, bit just for just a moment, uh, one of the levels that I was playing before was the robot chicken boss, <laughs> and that level starts off with like the robot chicken squishing bananas to like make the cream for the tiki things. I guess they they like the, the tiki guys exist because they uh i don't know because of banana cream they're like made of banana cream and when uh donkey <laughs> kong walked in to like see the them crushing his bananas yes. like oh you <laughs> little,
0: they were like so mad, <laughs> taken back like oh my gosh right. it, i know what you're talking about i thought about that same thing there's there's good humor in the game i like that a lot
1: and there's some um, the, i mean there, you know there's not really a story like you said but the there's world building in the levels themselves i'm sure we'll talk about the graphics and stuff but like you know with the the octopus octopus stage where there's this like massive octopus that's uh you know just being this massive figure in the background and kind of like screwing with you as you're going throughout the level where to the point where like the octopus becomes the level but anyway you you kind of notice that there's like the story going on as the level progresses yeah so even though there's not really a story it's still telling a story about that stage as you progress yeah in it. so i just it's,
0: it's really cool. cool well and even even this isn't about the return retro Donkey Kong games, but like that guy makes a return in tropical freeze, which is literally like mm-hmm. one of my, one of my most favorite levels in all of Donkey Kong games. Like totally. I love that level. It gets him, he returns and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. I'm glad you brought him up. Um I, You know, I wanted to, I did want to dive one. Another reason why um, it kind of goes in with the story and the gameplay is that you're re Checking out Donkey Kong Island um, from, for the first time and from the same perspective that you did in the first Donkey Kong Country game. And a reason that the Kremlings, I, this, is, this is big to me, and I think it's big to a lot of people, but I think the masses don't really care if you don't follow it like us nerds. But I'm big on continuity, and it bothers me if like stuff has remnants of you know, for in like the Kremlings in the first three country games. And then you all of a sudden you come back and it's like they never existed. Like oh, where'd they go? You know? Um what if it I, was a prequel? What if it was before the the Kremlings ever got there? I mean, you know that's possible. I, I, I suppose. That is very well possible. They never ever did state that but um well I no it's not true it's not a C- sequel <laughs> cool. it's not a prequel because by the time you get to the factory and this is where i talk about my appreciation this is what really i appreciated this once you get to the factory area it's like all foggy and you got to get to this whole fog mess and you turn the giant fans on and it kind of clears it out and that's the same area that um the kremlings are fear factory are in in donkey kong country the first one um where the factory's alive and it's it's it, it it's it's their they're Kremlin's are using it, and in this game it really showed it like it hasn't been touched in years, basically because the Kremlings have been gone. Uh, that's why it's fogged over. That's why things are rusted up and falling apart because it's just been sitting there. Um, and uh, the conks never go in there. So um, I thought that was really cool, even though it was you know it wasn't like a direct like oh there's Kremling statues here, but it was. It just laid way. It just showed how the, the the island had aged since the original game. And I thought that was cool. Um, so I'm glad they did that for sure. Um, but uh, that's one reason why that, it bothered me the Krillings weren't in it too. Just the, this is continuity. I like continuity, man. And they'll bring them back. They will after him being in Smash. So I'm not worried about that anymore. But um, at the time, that that I thought that was really cool that they did that. Um, And even the volcano is at the very top. You see even in tropical freeze, um, like everything's iced over. And when you get to the volcano area, you end up falling through the – you can fall through the ice. And um, there's like a whole lava area down below because that's where the volcano is. And I thought that that's really cool too. So they did that in in the sequel. (laughs) But um, guys, any other comments about like the music or um, the gameplay and anything that maybe you admired uh, about the game as we kind of round out the show here?
2: I, I think uh, where well, you mentioned the music there, I think, again, looking back is where things get kind of weird for me, just in the grand scheme of things, comparing the, the five of them, um, because it kind of annoys me, actually, that David Wise is this is the only one he didn't compose and he is like my favorite composer ever. Um, and you can kind of tell do three. Did he not do three? Was that that was Evelyn Fisher? Evelyn
0: and he did not do sixty-four.
2: Yeah, yeah. Grant Kirkhope did that one, but okay, Nerds. that's right. He didn't do three. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you can kind of tell like with this one, it's just like remixes. It's just like remixes, mostly of the first one. There's some kind of new stuff in there, but again, that's just kind of one of those things that kind of bothers me. At looking at the grand scheme of all five of them, you know. All lined up against each other, but there really was a lot to still love here. I mean, it wasn't all just retread. You know, you had like the beach and the cliff. The cliff was actually my favorite world in it. I thought that was pretty cool with like the dinosaur bones and the tar and all of that sort of thing. And that was completely new. Um, but but yeah, I, I really um, just to kind of reiterate how much I, I do actually still enjoy this one. Um, the added puzzle pieces, the things that retro added were mostly all great. I just, uh, I just feel like they kind of stripped away some things and I, I don't really see the reason why, but Hey, what the heck tropical freeze ended up turning out to be awesome. Anyhow. Uh, So yeah, that's about my thoughts on it
0: from there. Were there any levels? I mean, you point out the octopus, um, any levels that maybe you can think back that were just so darn difficult. That really frustrated you.
2: I will say, if, if I can pick up off of there just right off the top of my head, the mole train boss on hard mode, when you had just one hit on it and you were just Donkey Kong, mm. that one in particular sticks out. And, and all of the temple levels, like when you oh, would yeah. get a fully 100% at
0: Temple um, levels, that's a whole other category of frustration, even yeah, not in hard mode.
2: No checkpoints, and you'd get near the end of it and die, and oh, then you'd have to oh, do oh, it all over oh. again. Those and, actually uh, those legitimately frustrated me. Very frustrating.
3: In the mole boss uh, train level, you can actually skip an entire cycle if, right at the beginning, if you roll forward and jump over to the other carts, oh, yeah. you'll skip the sky- cycle where the big mole will throw pickaxe, picks at yeah. pickaxe at you. So I, I didn't know that before until I heard someone else say that, and I was like, oh, look at that. So um, that's one thing you could do on to make that a little bit easier but i'll learn
2: i'll learn that when it was too late <laughs> but, yeah. I, think, I think i learned it when i got around to the 3ds version of it i, I kind of accidentally pulled it off
3: yeah originally i i didn't know it when i when i beat it for the first time i didn't know that but but yeah so um a few levels that not necessarily that i thought were difficult but uh that I really liked. I, I liked all the silhouette levels where you can just see, uh, Donkey Kong's tie and super cool DK shirt and hat. So I thought that was a super unique and beautiful. Um, yeah. And then the, there's a level where you ride a whale, which I thought was kind of cool. Kind of brought me back to some, uh, super Mario bros Two.
2: There's mm-hmm.
3: a whale level there. So, um, so I enjoyed that one where you can, you know, you pound on his blowhole and he blows you up with water. And then, um, the music was actually very calming in that, uh, whale level. Um, cause a couple of the songs that I, I didn't re- actually realize that it was all songs that were remixed, but, um, a few of them I'm like, this is a really good song, but, uh, I didn't like that. Uh, basically all the rocket blaster levels all had the same music and, right. um, there's a lot of levels that just had the same music and i was like well you know you wish they would have something a little bit different but um the the one of my favorite levels though is when uh there's a whole bunch of waves coming at you to hide behind yep. rocks otherwise you get washed away i thought that was super unique and i thought that was pretty creative and you're trying to sprint forward and then get behind a rock before the wave comes through and if you're not hidden behind something, then you get washed off and you and you lose a life. Um, but uh, the... Uh, and there's some platforms that you can hide behind, but then they break away, so you can only use them once. But you shouldn't have to use them more than once. Now, there's a lot of sinking lava levels, so... Yes, um, those are frustrating. I, I actually... Yeah, in um, the the... Kind of at least new to me, the new takes on the minecart levels in this one that I enjoyed. That you were either you would either jump with the minecart or it was separate where just the Kongs would jump up, Mm -hmm. and then uh, and then there's a couple rolling tracks where the track's actually moving too. So that's that's all it was new to me. I don't know if they did that in any Konga games or or Barrel Blast or anything like that, but. I thought that was cool. And there was an egg that was rolling at one point that you're rolling on top of the egg and then it rolls on a kind of like a tooth and it breaks open. So then it creates a gap that you have to jump over, but you're constantly still riding around on that egg.
0: Yeah. So cool. I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, Chris, what about you, man?
3: Uh, one of my favorite
1: areas. It was one that I uh, kind of forgot about, but played today, and I was like, "Oh, I love this level!" So it's called "Peaceful, T- Peaceful Pier," and you know it starts off in at this in this really serene beach, and it's such a beautiful song, kind of like has a chill, like tropical Caribbean vibe to it. Mm-hmm. And you know it's called "Peaceful Pier," but then as you progress in the level. A whole <laughs> pirate ship full of crabs with like eye patches and forks for hooks <laughs> starts coming and uh, they start shooting all these cannons at you and then it becomes one of those like flying barrel levels so it's called peaceful pier but it, can, it becomes anything but peaceful it becomes really chaotic so i thought that was like a fun little tease where you expect this like really nice tropical beach level but now you're <laughs> you're on a barrel <laughs> avoiding all these cannons and stuff so so that was fun that's one of my favorite ones and uh i always like to see uh uh, animals be pirates (laughs) (laughs) um but i something that i realized while i was playing uh some of these levels is that There's a lot of replayability to the game because, you know, you you can't just play one level once you have to, you know, first you have to beat it so that you can progress in the game and then you can go back to get all the puzzle pieces or the Kong letters and stuff. And then you can go back to like, you know, just master the level and just get a a faster time or something. So um, I think it's really cool that there's all these different ways to play and the you know, finding the more difficult pieces are optional if you would like an extra challenge, but they're not necessary. But um <clears throat> I also really liked two things. Um, I really like the graphics because, you know, the Wii this came out, at like, at the end of the Wii's lifespan, and obviously the Wii was not the most powerful thing, but they kind of, like, embraced the jagginess of Wii graphics, and they kind of just, like, went with it, and so I, I kind of like the art style, where it's kind of like these exaggerated caricature-like designs, and I just thought that was a very very cool look and it's very bright and colorful and there's lots of variety to the level so i really appreciate that and also there's just so much animation going on in all of these stages like everything around you is completely animated the trees are flowing the grass is flowing the water is flowing in the background and all the characters are moving so like smoothly so not many wii games were able to do that so that's that was a really uh mm-hmm. fun thing and also i really like the sound design in the game um like when you get those coins that is my favorite video game sound ever like oh. that like that echoing uh i just love it's yeah. the most satisfying sound ever and i think that's what made me hooked to the game so uh yeah i cool. love getting those coins and mm-hmm. um and i like the music because it like like my one of my first experiences with Nintendo in general was with Smash Brothers, and a lot of us were introduced to certain franchises yeah. because of Smash Brothers. Yep. So, as I was playing the game, I'm like, "Oh, I remember this music from you know these certain stages and yeah. and uh, you know the playlists that you can make in some of the games." So, um, so that was fun. Yeah, I just I just love this game. I've cool. nothing but good things to say about
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, obviously we can talk it to death about all, what we loved. I thought the dinosaur area was really cool, where you had a bunch of fossil bones, and I can't tell you how many times I like tried to like make some crazy jump and I failed epically, and I ended up falling into like a secret, and I that that's the stuff that blows me away, and it like annoys me and makes me like even more like OCD because I want 100 percent everything or 102 percent whatever, and. Um, I'm like, dude, if I did not accidentally fall down here, I don't found this. <laughs> you know, it's one of those feelings. I'm like, what have I missed? <laughs> that's that's kind of my my mindset with when that happens. But uh, I'm gonna end off with what uh something that frustrated me, one of those levels that just made me wanna pull my hair out to no end. Um, was it's the last rocket level against the bat. I mean, that okay. dude. I just remember it. I remember playing with my buddy, Brad Hunzinger, and he was at my place and dude, it just took us forever. I could not beat this level. And I, I don't know why. I mean, you think you're almost out of the, out of, you think you're almost through it. And then he like really gains on you. And it's like shooting that laser at you through his mouth. And, oh, it was very, very difficult probably outside of the temple levels. That's the one that just personally gave me a really hard time. I don't know why we all have our own hooks. Some levels are easier to us than uh, it is for others, but that one was hard for me. Um, well uh guys i really think that that's pretty good about this game it's a great game um you can find it still at game you can find it you can probably buy it on amazon still it's the wii even though it feels it's been a decade it's still relevant and it got re-released on the 3ds you know so you can get that on the 3ds if you want that so i think um, it's on wii u as well like the wii u e-shop. yeah you're right it, in the eShop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. so if you were one of the um, five people that the Wii you get so.
3: it. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, sir. Um, but besides that, um, you know, uh, what, Josh, why don't you round us out here, man, and just tell everybody where they can find
2: us. All righty. Well, you can always find us on Twitter at Nintendo underscore nostalgia. Um I apologize, I almost said that incorrectly. Twitter has updated on me and I am lost. Anyhow, <laughs> you can always find us also on Facebook at the um Facebook group Nintendo Nostalgia. That is a good place to go and hang out and just post um whatever Nintendo related fun stuff you want to. Um and hang out with us a bit. Um yeah other than that we are also on instagram
0: very good well guys thank you so much for joining us for another week in attend nostalgia um and yeah we you can no longer expect ryan to be on because we're done with that guy parker just nailed out of the park with his donkey kong love so um with that said guys you have a good one and we'll be back next week see ya bye everyone bye bye
1: I just love it's yeah. the most satisfying sound ever